Hello and welcome back to the Video Tells Podcast. Is that what it is? The Video Tells Podcast. A video cast of tells. Unless you're listening on iTunes, in which case it's still just a podcast. Hello, Andrew Nimi. Thanks for having me here on your couch. Okay, remember not to be so loud. I'll, I'll try to remember. There's a lot to remember with this microphone. Don't don't ma- don't wave it around like this. Don't hold it too close to your face. But right. also be natural and don't think about it. Right. Okay. Didn't you ever dream of being a news anchor? Definitely not. So Did you? Not a news anchor, but didn't you play with fake microphones when you were growing up? Like, didn't you take, uh, mm, I guess you didn't have hairbrushes, but, you know, as a girl, mm-hmm. you would like use a comb or a hairbrush nah. or a roll-on bottle and nah. sing. I played with video games. That's what I did. So no microphones in your life? No. Still too close. Is it? Still too close. Yeah, you don't okay. have to hold it so close. All right, I'll hold Let's it see. here. It's okay. probably fine though. Yeah. Let's carry on. <laughs> Congratulations on a great run. Thanks. In the, what was it called? What was the poker tournament did you play and almost win? I like hearing you talk about it. It's funny and it's cute. But anyway, uh, win $1,100 buy-in. Um, they have an event every single day. So it's just a single day event. Single day event, basically like a turbo, 30 minute levels. Uh, so it was fast. Fast, yeah. So you like fast. Do I? I'm probably. asking, yeah. Probably. Probably need to kick up the variance. I mean, I'm no tourney expert. Let's let's be real here, folks. <laughs> so let's kick up the variance. Hope to run good and for an extended amount of time, or at least for one day. How did that feel? What How did felt, that feel, Andrew? Nimi? Would have felt better if if you were there uh, railing and not sleeping. Oh, that is so mean. Well, I, I only said that because I know you felt you you've said you felt bad. Yeah, because I never know what to do. Do I wake up and get it dressed and come to the win or whatever? That's okay. Uh, if it's like a World Series of poker event and the bracelets on the line, then your ass better be there. Yeah, but it also doesn't start so late. Do you know right. what I mean? Like the final table would be this planned thing. We would know you're going to final table. It's like. Yeah. People can fly in and all sorts of things, you know, so it's much easier. Yeah, because those are two two day or three day or multiple day events. But these win things, these single day things, they just go into the wee hours of the night until it's over. I was watching your Instagram stories and going, oh, my God. Okay, I should go to the win now. No, no, no. I should just go to sleep. I was so sleepy, too, that night. I was like, oh, my goodness. It's way past my bedtime. <gasps> but this is so exciting. I should go to the win. I wonder what would happen if you did come because the butterfly effect would have been in effect and everything would have been different. So I might have busted earlier. I might have won the tournament. We'll never know. Oh, man. But, yeah. You'll be there when I make the final table at the uh, WSOP. Whenever that happens, you'll be there. You won't be sleeping. Yeah, like we said, there'll be more time. Um. So... But How yeah, did it, was, it feel to final table? Great. It felt great because anytime it's like, well, first of all, there's no feeling like going deep in a tournament in poker. You just don't get these things in cash games. You know, you can book a book a big win and that's great. feels good, but there's no excitement level like being deep in a tournament. 
that is easily replicated or possibly replicated. Guys, did you watch Andrew's video? He was so excited. So excited. Is this a thing where you sit up and talk to the audience like that? Yeah, it's a new thing. <laughs> okay. But it was so cute. Like your uh, video was so excited. And the commentary, I think like the speed at which you deliver things to you is like very exciting. Yeah. It was fun to go along on the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I fired up the uh, the the video uh, just as the bubble was bursting. Um, you know, there's like so much in early stages of tournaments that's just like a little bit slow paced. And, you know, you have a lot of big blinds and many people away from the money and nothing really that interesting is going to happen for a while. But then as soon as you're in the money, it's like, you know, you're on that ladder, that pay ladder. Things are interesting. So, and you also have to like capture it so quickly because you really don't want to miss any hands and it's hard to do all that. Like this vlogging thing, it's hard to do everything while you're in the tournament yourself. Do you think you would have won the tournament if you weren't vlogging? I don't think, I don't think it mattered. Okay. So I read your comments and the biggest question was, what was the hand that you busted with Andrew Nini? So now please tell us the hand that you busted with. (laughs) It's really not that interesting. That's why I didn't put it in there. But it folded around to me in the small blind. And I looked down at King 10 off suit with like 11 big blinds. So just got to go with it there. Just go all in at this point. Just go all in. Hope they fold. But if they do call, hope that you're in a flipping situation, which I was against pocket threes. And a three came on the board? But just, no, but no king or ten came on the board. So just a small pair kicked you out. Yes, a small pair kicked me out. Yeah, we would have liked to see that on the blog. Yeah, the I screwed sm- that up. Small pair kicking you out. I put it on uh, on Instagram. That's probably why I forgot to mention it because I was also Instagramming along the way, which a lot of people I got so many messages about, and like in person, so many people said like that was so exciting watching on Instagram. Which I didn't really put like that much information. I just put like how many people were left in the tournament and like my chip stack basically and like what the payout, the guaranteed payout was so far. Does that make you more excited? Because you're not reading messages during this time, right? You're just like posting the content. Right. And not reading but I know messages. But I know people are watching though. Obviously, yeah. So does that make you feel more into it because you have like virtual rail yeah so you like having a virtual rail or does that like impact your play does it make you more nervous does it make you want to produce for this virtual rail what's going through your mind as you're making content while you're playing a tournament i think both i think it's i think it adds pressure but it's also more fun knowing that uh people are following along and hoping for the best with you okay um so yeah it's Makes it a little tough because you don't want to like do something stupid and disappoint people. And then you look stupid and they realize that you're stupid and they think they're stupid for following someone stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Uh, I think it's the whole thing is cool. Um, That's another thing about tournaments that don't exist in cash games. There's nobody. I mean, maybe if you're playing a big game and you're sort of like updating your stack, like if you take a shot at a higher stake but uh still it's not the same in tournaments it's just you you can rally a crowd together and everyone is like rooting you on 
just yeah. doesn't really happen in catch games in the same manner. How do you feel after you bust the in like on final table? It's always bittersweet because they give you a bunch of money that uh, is probably more than a typical cash game session, but there's just not that many happy spots in a tournament because you always think, well, what if I did this differently? Then maybe I'd have even more money or finish even higher. Mm. Um, so you're always like second guessing things, but usually like a couple of days later, then you're like, yeah, it's nice having this big chunk of change in my pocket now. But uh, on the day, it's pretty, pretty sad when you bust. It's all it's just like such a shock to the system because you're like, it's so it's pretty tense when you're in the tournament and like you're paying attention to every hand and like all the other players hands as well, a lot more so than in a cash game. And like when you're locked into that sort of environment, it's like to go from that level of tenseness intensity to suddenly removed from it. And mm -hmm. like you're kicked out of the tournament, you're no longer a part of it. It's like pretty drastic shock and like from adrenaline to, you know, crash. And it's just, it isn't, it's not a great feeling. It's like not a, a slow off ramp out of there. You know, it's like yeah. suddenly you're out of the tournament and you, you had been there for 12 hours, you know, battling in there and then suddenly you're out. Well, we're still proud of you for yeah. you don't think running, I'm, running so, so good. You don't think I'm, I didn't do anything to make you think I'm stupid. That day. <laughs> no, I don't. I I mean, it's just exciting to like follow along. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I would post hand updates because then I'd be thinking about, you know, posting the hand updates versus just like playing the game. So are you bored? No, I'm just very sleepy today. It's weird. Like you just can't go couple months without having like a night of just like blowing off some steam or something especially like when there's all this aforementioned intensity that happens in tournaments and world series time so last night yeah we went out for a little while or a long while yeah but that's the thing like you don't have uh you don't have chill you know when i go out right like you yeah. have to just have some chill because you have zero chill when you go out. You're just like, right. oh my God, it's like I've never been out ever <laughs> in my life. Hold me back. I'm going all out. Hold me back. Yes. But you just have to get some chill. Do I? Yeah. Someday. Maybe I will get some chill. What would it change for you to win a tournament? I mean, I don't know whether like a win tournament or... A World Series tournament, obviously with a bracelet, I think obviously would have a lot more sort of poker impact for you, right? What do you mean? Uh, but that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to ask. Like, what would it change for you if you won? Like, if you'd won the win tournament, right? Yes. What was the first prize? $170,000? No, it was $70,000. Yeah, I said $70,000. Oh, I thought you said $170,000. No, I was like uh, $70,000. Yep. So what would it, uh, what would that $70, $70 mean? $70,000 mean? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good question because, well, everyone's situation is different, you know? So if like some people are going to have, you know, debts or loans and stuff, for me personally, seventy k wouldn't be like super life-changing, but it would mean 
that we could definitely play higher mm. and take those sh sh shots or I don't know if you'd even call them shots, but playing some slightly bigger games like 1020 and not sweat it if it doesn't go well. Right. Uh, so it's like in poker when you have a big tournament score or medium tournament score, it's added earning power. Mm. Yeah, and that's how I thought about it too, right? Uh -huh. Because when I was thinking about it, when you were saying like six left, so it's natural. I just like future pace to you winning the tournament, right? And I was like, oh, okay, so $70,000. What is that going to mean? You don't go out and buy a Bugatti no. on $70,000, but you get like extra cushioning in your bankroll, right? So it's, like you said, a little bit less stressful, yeah. you know, pay 20, 40, 10, 20, whatever the next stake is. Yeah. So like your bankroll sort of like determines how much money you can make. It's like, you know, that old saying takes money to make money or whatever. And you need to be able to deploy those tools and more of them in order to make more. What about your confidence? Is I think in tournaments, yeah. Um, I don't know about like in, in cash games, but if I wanted to play more tournaments, which I think I do. I heard someone talk about this recently. Um, I think it was Kristen Bicknell. Bicknell. I don't know if it's Bicknell or Bicknell. You interviewed I didn't her. Even, I should have asked her when I, when I interviewed her. How do you pronounce your name? You should have. Uh, so she was saying something about how when she buys pieces of someone, she much, much prefers to buy pieces of someone who has won a tournament before. Huh. Interesting. Because then that person knows that it's possible to win a tournament and that I think it just gives you a lot more confidence to do it again and realize that you can win a tournament and what it takes and isn't that the thing like you have to see it in order to you know it's like the cliche but it's true in that sense that you know what the steps are yeah. and you know how you felt you know mm -hmm. so you can sort of adjust if you're like overly getting overly excited or you're getting nervous you know right. you yeah or if like if you get like super short stacked mm -hmm. and then you can if you happen to come back like if you have a tournament experience where there's been like you know countless examples where uh you get down to like three big blinds or one big blind and then you can somehow rally all the way to like you know a top three finish or even win the tournament mm -hmm. uh if, you, if you're aware that that's possible then that prevents you from just like giving up on like seven big blinds or something like that you know got it so like a lot of people would just be like ah oh, screw it here i'm just gonna dump these chips in with whatever the next hand is you know if it's like four big blinds or something whereas someone else who's had the experience of coming back from a super short stack might you know fold a, a few trash hands and then they'll find a good hand and they'll find a double up and then they'll stay patient and they'll find another double up so i guess things like that you know just having having success from uh an experience in the past can lead to future uh success successful experiences past experience is not in indicative of future results mm -hmm. but in tournaments it is <laughs> um yes in, in a sense <laughs> i hear you mm. so now i know at least how to pick a horse in these tournaments right but it's also harder to i mean if, if someone's won a tournament they're might have more success and they're not going to be selling to as wide of an audience and they'll also be charging markup and things like that so it's harder to get a piece of people that have found success mm. so it's kind of a catch-22 but i mean it's sort of like maybe if you've won a 
like a win event yeah. and, you know, get into a right. WSOP event. So that's, you know, for the bigger buy-in in Good the point. WSOP event. Good point. So now we're tournament professionals. Yeah. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for watching. This tournament installment. Uh, so last week we were in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we had a little bit of a disagreement. Did we? Yeah. You got mad at me because I said something. Mm. And so, I mean, we're not going to go into what I said because that's it's not really important. But um, you didn't want to accept my apology okay. for some reason. Well, that's how I felt anyway in the, in the moment. Okay. And so I found the apologies love language or i guess so the guy who did the five love languages which we've spoken about many times on this podcast indeed our favorite thing <laughs> has the apology languages on how each person likes to be apologized to when the other person does something wrong okay. so i thought okay let's discover andrew's apology language because i was thinking about it i was like okay i know i said something stupid but why are you so mad right because you didn't tell me why you were mad okay i had to like badger you i was like just tell me why you're mad you're like what did you say use your brain think about it in your brain i was like okay if i knew what it was i would just have said oh i'm sorry but clearly I didn't, so I didn't understand why you... It's good advice, though, to use your brain. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, Andrew and I just took the quiz for apology languages, and yep. we will leave it in the description box the below. Link, the link to the quiz, not our results. We're going to talk about our results. Okay, let's just go over the quiz, and then maybe we'll circle back to the argument. Maybe we won't. Let's go. Yeah, but I mean... We don't have to talk about the details because it was really stupid. Right. You were stupid. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> I roll. Anyway, okay. So my apology language in order. Okay. Genuinely repent and expressing regret. What was yours? Uh, it's a tie between also expressing regret and accept responsibility. Okay. I don't know. These I don't know about this quiz. I mean, it was like it was such subtle differences I thought in the uh the answers. So basically, so basically how the quiz works is that it gives you a scenario where someone fucked up and then <laughs> <laughs> like a family member, like your dad made you feel like crap. Yeah. And how do you want him to apologize for it? Do you want him to say this? Do you want him to say this? But saying this and this is like, it's very subtle in the difference I thought in the quiz anyway. So I sort of just had to like pick something in a couple of the different ones. So what was yours except responsibility and genuinely repent? No, expressing regret. Expressing regret. Okay. So apparently I want people to accept what they've... Accept responsibility. responsibility for what they've said and done. Which leads me to my thing, okay? Because I think I understand that, right? Accepting that—that that was your uh, apology language, even though I didn't really know what apology languages were. 
I until didn't now. Yeah. But that's why I ask you, tell me what I did. Tell me exactly what I said. Because it was in conversation, right? And then all of a sudden, like your demeanor changed and then you were like all huffy. And I was like, uh, okay. But <laughs> if you just said, I didn't like what you said, maybe A, I need to think about it to see like what it is and why that would make you feel that way. Okay. And then I can say, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And right, what is the other one? Express, express regret. regret. I can express regret. I could say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're upset, but I can't take responsibility. And if that's the way that you can agree that somebody's I think expressing wronged you. I think expressing regret isn't quite that simple. I think expressing regret means I really... Expressing regret means I wish I hadn't said that and then pair that with accepting responsibility. Right, which is, this is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So I could have, e I expressed regret, but it wasn't enough for you. Okay. Because I didn't accept responsibility, but it was hard for me to accept responsibility for something that I didn't know that I've done. Right. Okay. Like I knew that I'd done something, but I didn't know exactly what. In the moment I was trying to be funny. No. I wasn't? No. I thought I was trying to be funny in the moment. But there wasn't even a joke. I thought that was the joke. My statement was the joke. I don't understand, like, the punchline then. <laughs> I don't get it. Because <laughs> obviously you didn't think it was funny. Right. Right? Yeah. I still so, don't think it was funny. Uh -huh. Unless, like... I mean, I think you have, I think you have better jokes. <laughs> Maybe it just wasn't your best material. Okay. So regardless, you got upset with what I said, right? But in the, in my head. You thought you were saying a joke. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. And then. I don't know if I believe that, but okay. No, seriously. I said right. it because I thought it was funny in the moment. All right. In order for me to accept responsibility. Yeah. I need you to just tell me. Yeah, you need you to understand. This you need to understand it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard for me and it will never be enough for you if you don't tell me what it is because I feel like I'm very good about telling you why I'm upset and so that you can repent, <laughs> which is mine, right? <laughs> mine mine is genuinely repent. It says that I will doubt the sincerity of an apology if it's not accompanied by their partner's desire to modify behavior. So you just want accept responsibility, but I want more. I want you to change. Say, tell me how you're going to not do it again. Right. You know. So that's why I am very vocal in saying I would like it done this way, yeah, or I would prefer this. I feel like people are going to make mistakes endlessly. Of course. So, what's but, the point? No, but you can't. You can't say sorry for and do the same thing over and over sure. again. Sure, but you're going to do something different over and over again. Just something different every yeah, time. Yeah, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, you're only genuinely repenting for this one thing. Okay. And I think that's where relationships so like, always go wrong. It's like the fact that they're showing the effort to want to re repent for it. It's not, no, no, it can't be hollow. Okay, because <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, there's going to be more stuff all the time. But you want to make sure that they care for what you're feeling 
and right yeah and but no the thing is so a lot of times you know when people have fights they bring up other issues from the past okay right sure so that's not what i mean because like say we were we were in disagreement about you taking out the trash i said andrew please take out the trash Yes. And you don't take out the trash. And I come home and the house smells of trash. I always take out the trash, by the way. Yeah, he's very good about taking out the trash. And, but, do, and do the dishes. <laughs> and you're a great dish person. And make the bed. <laughs> you get out of the bed last. Of course you have to make the bed. <laughs> we know you don't always make the bed if you happen to get out of bed last. <laughs> but carry on. So, if I said... Andrew, it hurt my feelings when you said, don't wear those jeans. You look terrible in those jeans, which is not something you would say anyway. Yeah, like when you dress me. <laughs> but next week, you can't say that dress looks terrible on you because there's no repentance there. You're doing the same thing that we just spoke about. About You know, you know what I mean? You could just say, why don't you wear this pretty dress i like this red sure. color on you better or something yes. like that life is an ongoing never-ending learning experience and they'll always be learning about different facets of each other right so but that's what i'm saying like you have to prove your willingness to try and change and not do the same thing over again right that's that's all okay so i'm glad we did the apologies quiz because now i don't know if i've learned anything really no what is yours again <laughs> <laughs> the repenting thing okay fine i don't like the wording genuinely yeah. repent yeah it sounds very like religious it does sound very religious and expressing regret so yeah well, obviously, at least we're on the same page in that like, yeah say i'm really sorry yeah like you feel bad about it right but yeah you gotta accept some responsibility girl and i want to accept responsibility yeah. but you also have to tell me <laughs> well, you gotta, because you i don't gotta use read your brain minds. a little bit too <laughs> No, you, you have a very good brain. <laughs> I know I do. Yeah, but use it. <laughs> you also have to tell me why, um, what I am supposed to be saying sorry for, or what I'm supposed to be accepting responsibility. It seems obvious, for. but fine. It's it's obvious to you, and I think I'm usually pretty good, but last week I completely missed it, and I. I was just like, oh, I feel so bad. But what what exactly was it that made you so furious? <laughs> do you do you still know or do you still no, know? No, I know now. I don't know if you do. Yes, I do. Okay. I do know. Okay. <laughs> just fucked up in a lot of ways. <laughs> you got a lot of repenting to do. You don't think you learned anything from the love uh, or the apology languages? I think I don't think I learned anything I didn't already know. You did you know that you need to show genuine repentance. Yeah. Do you show genuine repentance? Like take me a while, but yeah, eventually. <laughs> and who's got the slow frame? Me. <laughs> um, I guess we both do. Okay, let us know what do you think. Um, or take the quiz and let us know what your apology language is. Do you want to read some uh Comments oh, from I thought we were done. our video. <laughs> yes, I do. I don't have any pulled up, so you got to bear with me here. 
uh, Daniel wants to see more content on date life slash nightlife in Vegas and our favorite spots to go to. You know, those first couple of videos we made, I thought were pretty fire. And I would like to make a couple more of those. We will figure it out. No, we're, definitely, we're definitely doing it. Yeah. Daniel, World Series just put a little spanner in the works there. But what's we a will, spanner? A spanner is like a tool. What, what do you call it? I can't remember. It's like a... A wrench. I think it's a wrench. Spanner in the woods. Yeah, that's we have the same phrase with a wrench into the gears or whatever. Too much life, too much busyness, not enough going out, which we were trying to remedy with these videos. Is that not right, Antonini? Yeah. We we're trying to remedy our date life so that I can learn Andrew's apology language. Well, once WSOP is over, everything will be different. <laughs> Once you win a bracelet, everything will be different. <laughs> everything, yeah, everything will be different. John Reed says, I bet Boosie could stand up and speak in front of 10,000 people, no problem. And I'm not talking about shuffle up and deal at the main event. What's that? You know, they have someone, they bring in a person to say, shuffle up and deal at the start of the tournament. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, 10,000 could be pretty nerve wracking. Well, John Reed has faith in you. Thank you, John. I bet you could do it. I bet you would be fine. Whereas I would die. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I would pass away. <laughs> John Reed says, that guy doesn't realize Boosie could be a uh, sports illustrate. John Reed says, that guy doesn't realize Boosie could be a sports illustrated swimsuit model today if she wanted it. Hasht Jeez. Hashtag front page. Wow. Thanks, John. John's a, a big fan here. Is that the same John? Mm -hmm. John oh. Reed. Okay. Well, I'll just stop reading John <laughs> Reed comments now. That's fine. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Thursday, if you're in Las Vegas, come and meet me. Not Andrew. Me. Atomic Liquors, we will be there selling some merch. Did you wear this for this promotion? Promotional uh, time? I wore it to ask people to buy it. <laughs> This is not the channel for favorable merch, just no? in case you forgot. Oh. No, sir. What is it the channel for? No merch. Okay. But you're just gonna... this is this is the channel for Tell's podcast. Okay. But you were just promoting the pop up shop. Yeah, because I'm going to be there. Okay. And if you want to come and have That's a right. cocktail. Yes. Come meet Boosie, have a beer with Boosie <laughs> at Atomic Liquors this Thursday, six o'clock to ten o'clock, downtown Las Vegas. See you there. Yeah. Don't Thanks. don't buy anything. Just hang out with Boosie. <laughs> buy something. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Watching. If you're watching on YouTube. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Tell your friends. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up and subscribe. What else do you have to say on YouTube? Click the notification button. So that you get notified every time we drop a new video. Body slam that thumbs up button. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, and I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings, Angelini. I accept full responsibility for my behavior. I don't know. I think you have to think about it some more. I don't think you're ready yet to, <laughs> to apologize. Okay. Bye. <laughs>